We live now? Alright. Season 2, Smear Canvas Podcast. Kick the beat. know what time it is ladies and gentlemen it's so good to be back with you again it's your gracious host joshua psalms and you're tuned in to smear canvas strap in and vibe with me what's up y'all i'm glad you were able to join me today as we rev up the engine and get ready to take off with today's episode i just want to say I hope God is blessing you wherever you are right now. If you're going through a rough patch, I pray his grace, mercy, and protection all over you during this tough time. Speaking of tough, let's get into today's episode and I'll give you the disclaimer up front that this topic is coming from a place of tough love as we discuss no success without process. Neither success nor greatness is given to someone who cuts in line. It is not going to fall in the lap of those who always run from a challenge. What's worse than calling an audible to take shortcuts or sliding away from obstacles is a complainer. So many folks want to reap the benefits of a particular endeavor, but they always complain about the process. You can't truly embrace success without going through some difficulties. No matter how long you've been going to church, I'm sure you've all heard this statement. God has a plan for your life. He will not leave you nor forsake you. That's a staple phrase in any denomination under the Christian faith. Now, before you hurl any smooth stones my way, just know I'm a firm believer that God does have a plan for your life. So that's not the concern. The focal point is the process designed to get you to what God has for you. A lot of people may not agree with me, but the end result isn't always the most important aspect of a plan. It's the required path to reach the desired end result that is often ignored. A common train of thought when it comes to our success or reaching our destiny is we don't concern ourselves with the plan. We know there may be hardships along the journey, but do we actually plan for them? Do we truly consider the hurdles we may face can help us learn important lessons on our journey? Are we willing to consider that true success goes far beyond ourselves? And to answer some of those questions, let's consider the life of Joseph. In the beginning, he was just another child to his parents, number 11 or 12 sons, born to his father Israel, formerly known as Jacob. That's a lot of kids, by the way. But that would soon change and his life would serve a greater purpose than even he could have thought possible. To truly understand the price of greatness, we'll analyze Joseph's life in three phases. Life vision, process, and the end state. Beginning with the life vision, I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter 37, verse 5. Then Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. There we were, 
binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly my sheaf stood up, and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. Are you really going to reign over us? His brothers asked him. And this is where we see his brothers start to hate real heavy on Joseph. Next up is the process. Now, fair warning, we're going to be turning some pages in, in the Bible because there's going to be a lot of scriptures we're going to cover while we talk about the process. So we're going to start with Genesis, same chapter, verse 18 through 20, verses 23 through 24, then verses 26 through 28. Let's dive in. They saw him in the distance, and before he had reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, here comes that dreamer. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off his robe, the robe of many colors that he had on. Then they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then Judah said to his brothers, what do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And they agreed. When Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. Next, we're going to jump over to Genesis chapter 39, verses 6, the latter half of verse 6 through verse 9. Then verses 11 through 14. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. After some time, his master's wife looked longingly at Joseph and said, sleep with me. But he refused. Look, he said to his master's wife, with me here, my master does not concern himself with anything in his house. And he has put all that he owns under my authority. No one in this house is greater than I am. He has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. So how could I do such a great evil and sin against God? To use a sports analogy, he gave her the stiff arm. Now one day he went into the house to do his work and none of the household servants were there. She grabbed him by his garment and said, sleep with me. And she really couldn't take no for an answer. But leaving his garment in her hand, he escaped and ran outside. When she saw that he had left his garment with her and had run outside, she called the household servants. Look, she said to them, my husband brought a Hebrew man to make fool of us. He came to me so he could sleep with me and I screamed as loud as I could. Then she told him the same story. The Hebrew slave you brought to us came to make a fool of me. But when I screamed for help, he left his garment with me and ran outside. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, these are the things your slave did to me. He was furious and had him thrown into prison where the king's prisoners were confined. Sheesh. Now let's jump to the third point, the end state. And with the end state, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 41, verse 46, and then verses 53 through 57. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph left Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout the land of Egypt. Then seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in every country, but throughout the land of Egypt, there was food. Extreme hunger came to all the land of Egypt and the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. Pharaoh told all Egypt, go to Joseph. 
and do whatever he tells you. Because the famine had spread across the whole country, Joseph opened up all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Every nation came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, for the famine was severe in every land. Now let's jump to Genesis chapter 42, verses 5 through 6. The sons of Israel were among those who came to buy grain, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Joseph was in charge of the country. He sold grain to all his people. His brothers came and bowed down before him with their faces to the ground. Whew! I feel like a preacher after all that reading. Feel free to rewind as many times as you need to jot down all the scriptures, but did you catch the runaway roller coaster of Joseph's life after he received the vision and before he reached the end state? Envied by his brothers. Sold into slavery. Then accused of rape. A traumatic series of events far different from what Joseph might have envisioned his journey to success would be. All of that trauma led to the vision that God gave him as a child, including the how and why his brothers would end up bowing down to him. Through the suffering of one individual, blessings can come to many, leaving a blueprint of how success and legacy can be achieved. This was the path God orchestrated Joseph to travel to culminate the plan God laid in motion years prior. And that path could be the same for you. While your process to success may not mirror Joseph's, and I wouldn't wish a false rape allegation on anyone, especially in 2023. Are you prepared to be exiled from your family because they couldn't comprehend your vision? Could you walk through the fire of being falsely accused, lied on, and your name dragged on social media for the sake of your legacy? Can you withstand journeying through the cold, dark valleys to kiss the sun at the peak of your legacy? These are questions you must answer before you embark on your journey for success. But make no mistake, there is no success without process. The game simply doesn't work like that. Catch you next week. And remember, you can walk with God through any situation. He's right there with you. We have reached the end of today's episode. I appreciate you for swinging by and tuning in. Like, share, and subscribe to the platform if you enjoyed this episode. If you are challenged to take the next step in your transformation, join us every Wednesday at 12 noon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and you can get each new episode directly from us at www.smearcanvas.com. Grace and peace to you, and until next time, be blessed and inspired.